Hi, everyone. I'm Emily Newman, and you're listening to If I Made a Podcast, where we talk about what it takes to build your business from the ground up without sacrificing your creativity along the way. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of If I Made a Podcast. We're talking about how do you transition from being a service provider to becoming an expert? And how do you know if you're ready? Um, This has been an exciting week for us at If I Made. If you hadn't heard, we just launched our brand new course, If I Made an Online Course. It's been something we've been working on for months now. It's the biggest course we've ever done, the biggest undertaking. It's involved everyone on our team, countless hours of pre-production, planning, photo shoots, video. It's our biggest course we've ever done. We're offering the most we've ever offered. I mean, we're really taking you behind the scenes of every single part of our process. And we're teaching you how to create your own online course from beginning to end. So that's where do you even start? How do you create the content? How do you package the content? How do you build an email list, warm up your audience, create free content, create ads, websites, lead pages, sending the course out, customer service, webinars, paid advertising. Yeah, everything. It's a one stop shop of everything we've learned over the last four years of selling thousands of courses to thousands of students all over the world. We've packaged in a way for you to be able to take it as one person and be able to do everything from beginning to end. It really is. I mean, I I hope I come off as excited. Uh, as I said, because I really am so excited. This has been such a passion project for us. You know, over the last couple of years, we've had countless vendors reach out to us wanting to partner with us. And we just didn't have the time and bandwidth to be able to partner with everyone that we want to partner with. So this is our way of being able to say, yes, we want to work with you. We want to collaborate with you. We want to give you access to everything that we've learned. So we're going to have more information about that at the end of today's episode. But I think one of the biggest things that I hear and I've heard over the last few weeks and talking about launching your own online course is I'm not an expert. And I have to tell you guys, Even the experts that we've partnered with on our courses say the exact same thing. So I want to encourage you today, you are an expert in what you do. Are you amazing at every single little part of your business? Probably not, because none of us are. So think about, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how do you know you're ready to launch an online course, but think about what your strengths are. What are the things that people are coming to you asking questions about? What makes your business unique? You know, if you're a florist, is it the way is it the way that you itemize your orders? Is it the way that you recipe write? Is it your technique? Is it the way that you only charge a design and event fee rather than, you know, line iteming your invoices? You know, there are probably things about your business that are unique and special compared to everyone else in the marketplace. So those are some of the things I want you to be thinking about. But first, I want to encourage you. You are an expert in what you do. You just have to think about, okay, well, what is it that I do differently from someone else? And what are you so excited to teach people? So we have a few questions that we want you to consider. If you're in that weird in between, you're like, all right, I have a following on Instagram a little bit. I like teaching. I like, you know, showing people what I can do. But I'm not sure that I am a good fit for making an online course because I'm not an expert. So here's some things that you can think about. Do people come to you and ask for advice? That's an easy one. Do they come to you? Are you getting DMs on Instagram or emails from people who want mentorships or one-on-ones or asking about workshops? Does that happen? Does it happen often? Even if it's happening a little bit, there you go. That is some of your, those are your true fans that you can sell a course to. So, and they believe in you. So are people asking you 
questions about how you run your business, how they can do it for their business, or how to do the craft that they're doing, or how to take what you do and teach it to them. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind too is, is you're probably saying, well, why would I release a floral design course when there are already so many other floral design courses out there? I mean, if I made has four or five floral design courses that you offer. The reason is because people love learning from different experts, right? Think about when you first started out on your journey of being a wedding vendor. You probably took workshops or webinars or read blog post articles from a lot of different experts. As creatives, we often kind of hone in on our own creative process by learning from a lot of different people and then adding our own to it and eventually it becomes our own. So don't let the fact that someone else has a floral design course already out there already I feel like or you already feel like there are more than enough floral design courses to prevent you from launching your own floral design course. Think about it more of, okay, well, what is it about my process that makes this unique? Because really it's the craft side and the business side and people need to know both. Yeah, some of the reasons that we pick the experts that we work with is because the way they run their businesses is unique. For example, Sinclair and Moore, he is a, Steve is a great wedding designer, but he does way more than that. We decided to work with him because he had a lot that he could teach people because he does wedding planning, event design, floral design from top to bottom, a lot of different things. And so he, he runs it, his business differently than Sarah Winward or Bows and Arrows do. Yeah, he doesn't upcharge for florals. That was his unique thing that made him stand out to us. Sarah Winward had a very unique way of making flowers that nobody else could do or replicate that we wanted for our students. Jasmine Ray makes the most beautiful cakes in the world but Winifred Christie makes beautiful cakes too but in a different way each of them had a unique strength that somebody was coming to them to learn and we packaged it and sold it and the same goes for you there's something about your business that stands out so what is it yeah and keep in mind all of our a lot of our students purchase multiple courses in the same industry from different experts because they want to learn from multiple people they know that makes them a more well-rounded service provider for their clients yeah, and we have a worksheet that I want you to check out. Maybe you're still like, I don't know. I don't know what idea. We have a worksheet that we you can find in our show notes to download and figure out if there's an idea behind a course that you could sell. Yeah, so. it kind of takes you through step by step. But it, you know, a lot of times we get so caught up in our heads. It's hard for us to really narrow, narrow down. Yeah, and this worksheet allows you to do that. And it's free. Um, and you can use it whether you're thinking about creating an online course or whether you're about thinking about launching a digital or a physical product. Um, it's a great resource. We have the link in the show notes. Yeah, so if you are maybe interested in our online course, um, but not quite sure, it's a great place to start to check out. I mean, you guys, that worksheet is free and it is not even barely scratching even the teeniest bit. It's like a drop in the bucket of what's included in the online course. So check it out if you're interested. And let's talk a little bit about what to do if you maybe work through that worksheet or talk to your friends or figure out, you know what, I do feel confident in myself that I'm at a place where I want to take my knowledge and put it out into the world. So, And you want to do something different for 2020. I feel like a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are maybe at a crossroads in their business, right? They've been working in the industry for a while and they want to switch it up in 2020. You know, we're starting to get into that time of year where we reevaluate our priorities, we reevaluate our goals. What are we going to be doing differently? And use this as an opportunity to think outside the box. You know, do you want to work less in your business? Do you want an opportunity to spend more time with your family? Do you want to systemize things? Do you want to bring on more people so you can focus more on the parts of the business that you love? There's so many reasons why creating an online course gives you 
freedom in a lot of different ways. So just the other reason why we're just encouraging you to kind of take a deep dive into that free workbook is use it as an opportunity to think about, okay, what do I want my business to look like in 2020? How do I want to do things differently to reach my ultimate goal? And that's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. So let's talk about you have decided that this is the next step and it's going to be a change probably for most of you. Most of you probably haven't positioned yourself as experts on Instagram. And we're talking mostly about Instagram, but this also goes for Facebook. And if you have an email list, which you should if you listen to our past episodes, but maybe you're, you haven't been positioning yourself as an expert and you've really only been sharing your work. That's a common thing in this industry. So I don't know what a lot of photographers even look like. I just see their work on their Instagram or florists. I just see bouquets, which is great because flowers get a lot of likes. But if you're going to position yourself as an expert, there's going to be a need a little bit of a change that's going to have to happen. And the first one is putting your face out there. You need to put a face with the name or the business name because people really want to learn from a human being. Sorry. Even though it's on a computer, they're still going to want to learn from a person. So they need a face to go along with the brand. So that's going to be a really big change. That was a big change for us, was it not? It was. It was a huge change for me. And I didn't want to do it. Okay. You can ask Mary. Four months. I balked at putting my face out on Instagram. Two years. Years. (laughs) It's true. I just, I'm a private person by nature. The, I, it's not even the fact that I was nervous about people seeing into my struggles. It, it wasn't about that. It was just something about I have my private life and I have my work life. And I had to come to the acceptance of I don't have to share everything about my private life to put my face out into the world. And I can tell you in just the short amount of time we've been doing this, we've seen a huge difference. And it took some balls for me to kind of wait to stand up and say, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go outside my comfort zone. I'm going to turn the camera on myself, which is, you know, Pressing that flip button on your phone is a scary thing. So for those of you guys who are like, absolutely not, it just feels so disingenuine and weird and scary. I'm there with you. Do it. Because like I said, short amount of time, we have seen such an increase in our engagement and our direct messages. I mean, we already had great engagement, but it's just exploded on our end and our students are loving it. Well, I think that the hurdle that we had to overcome for you was figuring out how to do this, right? So there are people in the world who are successful because they share every single piece of their life from what they're eating for breakfast to where their kids go to school and, you know, or who uh, they went on a date with last night. Who they went on a date with last night, anything. That's not, we kind of tried that approach at one point, you know, really going into Emily's life a little bit and it just wasn't the right It wasn't the right way to start. It was too much of a jump for me. I needed more of a baby step because it was such a scary thing. And then we really realized that's not what people are interested in either. It's having someone's face with a brand is more about getting someone in front of them that they can trust. And how do you do that? It's you tell people things that are important, that they can learn, that you're actually trying to teach them so they'll believe in you. That's the entire point behind putting a face with a brand is creating a sense of trust and connection and connection. So that was that's why people share so much of their lives on Instagram. It's not totally necessary as long as you're putting yourself out there in other ways by, you know, recording videos of you working or doing a podcast or something like that where you do feel comfortable, where you are in your wheelhouse. Like Emily's not a shy person, but you wouldn't know that really unless you are around her and But we had to figure out a way to bring her to the forefront of our brand in a way that felt 
genuine that she was excited about. And that still kind of was building that trust behind the scenes. And here's a suggestion that worked really well for us. So when we decided, okay, we're going to do the podcast, I tried going about it on my own. We never released those episodes because they were terrible. (laughs) They were. They were just bad. They felt robotic. It was sterile. It was stiff. And I knew, okay, the only way I'm going to be able to do this if if I have a good wing woman with me. And that's when I asked Mary to join me. One, because she's just naturally the funniest person I know. So I knew she would make it a very hilarious podcast. But I've known Mary for a long time and I feel relaxed around her and I feel like I can be goofy and kind of let down my guard a little bit and be, you know, she's going to call me out if I look like a robot. And I would just encourage you, you know, if it's weird for you, those first go arounds of like recording videos or recording a podcast or even having doing a hosting a webinar, have a friend there with you, have someone that, you know, that has been such a huge game changer for me. I feel like it's given me the opportunity to really relax because I think when I get on camera, I get really nervous. I start talking really fast. So just think about, you know, what do you need? What are those little baby steps? It's kind of like I was actually thinking about this in the car the other day. You know, someone asked you recently, you didn't used to be someone who worked out and now you work out really regularly. How were you able to make that transition? And the reality is, is when I first tried to start working on a regular basis, I would always book morning classes because I wanted to be someone who worked out in the morning. But the reality was, is I constantly hit the snooze button and would miss those classes. I was actually had a higher chance of making my afternoon evening classes. And I just had to accept that right now, I'm not someone who works out in the morning. I need to work out in the evenings. But guess what? Over time, I got into a routine and now I am someone that works out in the mornings. I am that person I wanted to be. So what's that little baby step? You know, you don't, I think we were trying to go like full bore into like being that person who was on Instagram every time and all the time. And we just kind of had to take a step back and be like, okay, what's a good baby step that we can take to get to that place? We really decided to lean into the education kind of aspect of things because one, that's the business that we have. And we were trying to maybe try to do stuff like other businesses that didn't really fit. Um, And that was easy for Emily. Emily is a great teacher. It just took us putting a camera in front of her face and pointing at her and sitting there with her and being like, listen, people want to hear what you have to say. And you guys, your audience is the same way. They want to hear from you. So if you're worried about putting your face on Instagram, if you're worried about looking weird, just be putting information out that people want to hear. You don't have to show what you ate for breakfast or where you're going to dinner or follow your kids around all day. That's not what that might not work for you. If it does, that's fine. If that's what you feel confident in, but you don't have to do it that way. You can just share things that you feel like are helpful. So that's actually one of the next tips that I was going to say. If you are a service provider trying to transition into being an expert, an easy way to do that is to just document your work. This is the easiest thing in the world. Set up your phone, put a time lapse on, take videos, Go behind the scenes. This is one thing that Sinclair and Moore does really, really well is he shows the beginnings of a wedding all the way through to the end. Sometimes this might mean having your Instagram husband or your wife or somebody follow you around with a phone during an event and taking photos because I know you're busy, but that kind of stuff you're already doing. Just film it. Put it on Instagram. Record videos like you could do a time lapse of a huppa and put it in an email like things like that you're already doing. So just film it use it. And that's already setting you you up as an expert. If you want to talk through it even better, because that's showing that you know how to teach. So small things like that are super helpful. 
Yeah, and you can just get an iPhone tripod off Amazon. We recently bought one of those when we started doing more kind of Instagram stories content. It's been super helpful, especially if you're a one woman or a one man show and maybe you're in a place where your friends can't come and help you out and hold the phone for you. It's an expensive investment. It will take you a really long way. Something else I think that's really helpful and that people love are really quick tips and tricks. So I love it when other florists share little small things like, hey, I use a zip tie to tie a bouquet and I can do it one handed. That's a really quick little tip that I learned from somebody on Instagram. Or if you're a photographer or a graphic designer, you could do a screen recording of working in Photoshop or InDesign. Little tips and tricks that are fun and easy that somebody can see on your Instagram or in an email and take it away. And again, you're just establishing yourself as an expert. People already know that the end product that you're selling is really good, but you showing them that you know how to teach the process is going to be a key aspect of you setting yourself up as an expert over the warming up period before you sell an online course. So something else that's really, really helpful is putting together small learning opportunities for your audience. So let's say you are maybe really new to this education thing. If you're in a town, invite people over for a little tutorial thing or let your friends know that, hey, I'm teaching this class. Like, do you want to come and learn from me? Get some practice teaching, get some practice educating based on your craft. And that way you feel confident doing that on Instagram when you're with a closer group of friends. That's a really good way to set yourself up. And then you can get broader and broader and start doing webinars like we talked about or live videos and anything on the internet so a broader audience can see you. But doing it in person, honestly, is the easiest way to start because it's so it's very relaxing to do something like that with a group of friends. Most of the experts that we worked with started with in-person workshops. In-person workshops are a lot of work, but small gatherings like that can get you some practice and then eventually get you to where you feel confident recording that and selling it. So another key thing that you're going to want to do if you're trying to position yourself as an expert instead of a service provider is interacting with your audience more. So asking for questions in Instagram, that's a really good one. Um, Telling your audience, yeah, who feels me on this or who gets frustrated by this? Raise your hand, post a star emoji if you are feeling me on this, that kind of thing. You just want people to comment and then you respond back. Start by responding to every single person. That's really going to start that reciprocity going and it's just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. That's going to be a key one. So I know that was a lot, but hopefully it was helpful. And remember, it's not that complicated to begin with. You don't have to go balls to the walls when you start out. Really just start documenting what you're doing on Instagram. Show people what's up. Put your face out there. You're beautiful. People want to see you and they want to learn from you. So you can be an expert. You are an expert and people are ready to hear from you. So if you've been following along on social, you'll probably notice today that we just introduced our biggest course yet that we've produced at If I Made. It's called If I Made an Online Course and I cannot tell you how excited I am about releasing this course. This is something that me and Mary and all the If I Made team have been working on for months. We've poured our heart and soul and brains into this course. In fact, we were looking at the workbook that we created to go along with this course. And one of the things that we were kind of joking about is reading through it. It's literally everything in our brain we've poured into this course. So I want to go into a little bit more detail about the course, what you get, what you learn. 
like I said, we are super pumped about putting this out into the world today. So If I Made an Online Course is an all-in-one program teaching you everything you need to know on how to build, film, edit, market, and sell your first online course. And you get so much stuff with If I Made an Online Course. You get 39 instructional videos, which is the most videos we've ever included in a course before. In addition to that, you also get a 200 plus page course workbook. And this workbook is for you to use and kind of go alongside the videos. And you can download this workbook. It's something that you can fill out. It's just, I mean, I have it here in front of me actually. It is literally the size of a textbook. That's how meaty this workbook is. One of the things that we often hear from our students is that they love downloadables, they love worksheets. We're giving you the biggest workbook we've ever produced with If I Made an Online Course. We include everything from equipment lists to pricing guides to editing workflows. I mean, anything that you have questions around when it comes to creating an online course, we answer in this workbook and the videos. And maybe the part that I'm most excited about with releasing If I Made an Online Course is we're finally opening up a private Facebook group. Something that we've been getting a lot of feedback on over the last year is that people want to be able to get more one-on-one with us. They want to be able to ask more one-on-one questions. And so we decided to start a private Facebook group specifically for students who purchase If I Made an Online Course. And although we've created this course that you can go completely on your own, you don't have to. This community will be here with you every step of the way to offer you support as you build and launch your first course. And just let me give you an example of how valuable this group is going to be when you're launching. So one of the things that I feel like my team loves about me but also dislikes about me is that I love trying new things. I love trying new platforms. I'm always wanting to try new ideas. I'm just wanting to look for new ways to engage and offer better learning tools to our students. So the webinars that we've actually been doing over the last week, I've been trying out a couple new pieces of gear, and I'm really excited to be sharing those this week in our Facebook group. And this is just one of the small things, and you know, one of the small benefits of being a part of this group is that as we're learning new things along the way, we're going to be sharing that with you in the group. Not to mention that we're going to be there to answer your questions, provide feedback, offer support, and share anything new that we've learned along the way. Plus, you're going to be able to be in this group with people who are going through the exact same thing you are. They're creating their courses. They're launching their courses. So you have that added support outside of just the If I Made team. One of the neat things, if you've been joining us for webinars over the last week, is just seeing how many different types of industries that are coming to this webinar, people in all these different fields, everything from cosmetologists to arborists to fitness, you know, mommy and me. I mean, it's just amazing to see all these different individuals from all over the world who are wanting to take that next step in their business and create passive income. This is something we've talked about a lot over this podcast, but one of my favorite things about creating an online course is the freedom that it can give you, that it can open up in your business. And passive income is just one of those things, but it also gives you the freedom to take if you want to, a three-month sabbatical off work, or it gives you the funds to launch another business that you've been dreaming about launching. And I think most importantly, what we've seen with our experts and how creating courses have transformed their lives is that it gives them more time and flexibility with their families, right? I mean, that's one of the big reasons why we go into entrepreneurship is so that we have control over our time. So 
If you're interested in learning more about If I Made an Online Course and all the incredible things it has to offer, we have the link to the course in the show notes. And take a look. I mean, if you're on the fence, we actually have a lot of free information on the site. You can actually preview clips of the course. You can learn more about what's in each individual module. And if you missed our masterclass from last week about how we go into launching an online course, it's a free masterclass. We're also going to include the link in the show notes as well so you can check that out. So once again, I just want to actually take this moment to just thank my team. When I say that they've poured their hearts and souls into this course, they have. And I'm so, so proud of them. And it's been such an amazing journey being able to work with them on this. And I just hope they know how proud I am of them. So be sure to check out If I Made an Online Course. This week, it's 50% off. It's the lowest price the course will ever be. We're offering this discount in celebration of launch. We also offer payment plans because we know this can be a big investment and we want to make it as accessible as possible to you. No matter what profession you're in, no matter what field you're in, you can take If I Made an Online Course and create your own online course. So be sure to check out the show notes for a link to the course. Hi there. Make sure to go to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast so we can keep coming back to you because we want to know that you're listening. Opening theme by Haley James and Connor Roseman. Podcast production and sound mixing by our own Haley James. Haley James.